This is the Jet Up Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Jet Up. I'm here with Ryan, my co-host, and we are excited to bring you another episode. We are actually now part of a new podcast network called Roster Up Media. Go check out rosterupmedia.com. Uh, we're starting to come out with different types of content for daily fantasy football, the Jets, as well as other teams. So remember to uh, go ahead and share that with your friends who might be fans of other teams. Uh, but we're excited to do another episode for the Jets. Ryan and I will be covering Jet content um, for that uh, site and, and podcast network. Remember, that's rosterupmedia.com. Uh, go follow all our podcasts. Um, again, welcome to another episode. Uh, we want to remind you to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review if you haven't done that already. Throw us five stars, a nice little write-up if you have the time. Otherwise, the rating is good for us. Just helps us get the podcast out to more listeners and build our audience. Uh, without further ado, we will start our episode. Ryan, uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm as good as a Jets fan could be. Turkey. <laughs> it is Turkey Week. We're uh, gearing up for plenty of football. Um, I know that the, the roster up site is already posting uh, podcasts and articles about the games coming on Thursday. Um, so, you know, excited to be part of that network. Um, but what, what are your thoughts uh, on the Jets right now? I know we're about a little past midseason. Um, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on the team? I know last week we had a little bit of some encouragement, but anyway, interested to hear. Um, what you I'm actually say. not as down on that. Like, well, obviously we we were bad. We stink at football. We stink at playing football. We stink at coaching football. Um, but there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Um, if we get this thing right, I think the young rookies are playing good. Um, I really do that they're playing well. I think Makai Becton is just was is an amazing, you know, draft pick. Um, obviously, I wanted to go receiver, but you know, you can't pet like when you want to establish your franchise left tackle. Makai Becton was the perfect fit. Um, Denzel Mims looks like a real good player, wide receiver two, maybe even wide receiver one in the future. He looks pretty talented. Uh, Ashton Davis, you know, making baby steps towards progress looks a lot better than he did when he first started. Uh, Michael Piran looks good. Uh, looks like he can be a committee back, maybe even handle the workload a little bit. Um, he doesn't really wow me, but I think he's pretty solid. Um, good value in the fourth round. And uh, Bryce Huff played hard. You know, he has some talent. So I like the rookies. I think we have a lot of cap room going forward. Um, and uh, we have, you know, potential and a new coach. So there's a couple good things to look at. It stinks that we have to look that way because, you know, we're in the middle of a season and we already, you know, don't have a lot to look forward to this season. But hopefully we get this ship turned the right way. Because for weeks now, I'm kind of numb to it. I just know we're going to be bad. Um, it's frustrating watching them. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I think that's a good good, uh, good outlook. I mean, I, I know that at this point in the season, being eliminated from the playoffs mathematically, none of us thought we were going to the right. playoffs. But uh, officially, we have been eliminated at 0-10. <laughs> uh, worst season start, I think, since the 1970s. Um, so I think... Um, or at least worst uh, playoff drought, sorry, since the 1970s, and then worst start, I think, since uh, the late 90s. So it's been, it's been a rough year for Jets fans. But like you said, most of us are numb at this point. Um, 
you know, I kind of forget what it's like sometimes to actually have heartbreak in sports when I watch this team because there's just nothing anymore. There's no feeling. Um, you know, win or lose, it's not really the best feeling in the world because we're not going anywhere. Um, I know that uh, I finally felt what that was like again with my college uh, Liberty football, um, actually losing their first game of the season this past week uh, to NC State. And I was, you know, we were eight and oh, so it was the first time in like a few years where I actually felt like the, the loss right. hurt. So part of me is like, do I want to get that back with the Jets? Um, or am I, I okay do. with this I want you know, feeling of I nothing? Want it back. Yeah, I want it back too because I think the the highs are worth it. So I think, you know, the heartbreak, I miss those years uh, when I was younger getting super excited about games that actually mattered. So I know a lot of you Jet fans listening are wanting that feeling back again. The AFC Championship vibes were playing um, late into the year, and it's exciting. Um, even if it leads to heartbreak, I think we want that instead of this numbness. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely some encouraging signs with the team with some rookies. So, you know, we can jump right into the rookies. I know Sunday Denzel Mims showed some uh, some of why he uh, there's excitement around him as a potential future wide receiver one or, or two uh, in this league. He looked the part, made some incredible catches. Um, and, you know, to me, it's 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 exciting to see Mackay Becton, Mims, um, Ashton Davis make progress. Braden Mann yep. look great. Um, you know, Bryce Huff, who was undrafted, looked oh, great. Yep. Um, you know, John Franklin Myers, who came in. Um, you know, looked great uh, the past when he was playing a few weeks ago. So I think, you know, there's there's definitely excitement around these guys and it makes you positive about Joe Douglas a little bit and say, okay, maybe this guy just needs a little yeah, more time. To I, think, I, think, um, I think we got ourselves a GM and, and I was very, uh, obviously we have to wait and tell still, but very encouraging. I, I was the one that, you know, when we traded Jamal Adams and we got a lot of compensation for it, and everybody was all in. Oh, Joe Douglas is the best. He's he's this, he's that. We thought the same thing, you know, at times about McCagnon early on. So I wanted to wait, wait, wait. But we can already see his potential for um, scouting talent. So I think this rookie draft class was, a, you know, hopefully an outlook of what he's going to bring to the table. Um, I really like what he's done with the draft. Obviously, you know, you can't tell how the draft goes until, you know, you see these guys start playing. Um, thankfully everybody's starting to get healthy and it's good to watch, you know, Douglas seems to know what he's talking about and, and doing. Yeah, no, I think it's it, in this league, you don't win with free agent signings. You win with good drafting. So you see the teams that are constantly going from terrible to great are the ones that draft really well. Um, so all these years of overspending on free agents, while it was exciting for a, a year <laughs> yeah. or so, you can see them, they fall flat on their face after time goes on. So I think, it's exciting to see, you know, at least 75% of Joe Douglas's picks from the past year making an actual impact on the field every right. week and looking better each week. So I think that's what it is, is, you know, you're going to have hiccups as a rookie. Ashton Davis was exposed by the Chiefs, but it is what it is. It's the Chiefs. You're a rookie. You're right. learning the game. So I think to me, it's like seeing him get better the last couple of weeks is encouraging. He's going to learn what he can and can't do in this league. Um, and people are going to learn how to use him better. So I think obviously we're going to see some big changes in the offseason with the coaching staff and potentially Sam Darnold. Um, but I think the outlook is good for at least this initial rookie class. And hopefully, uh, you know, with a strong uh, offensive class next year, the team could actually 
you know, be a, uh, you know, a 500 yep. or better team with a great coach as well. So I think something. Of course. Yeah. And I, and I, I was talking to somebody today and I said, am I crazy to think that we could go 500 next year? And, and with the right coach, I think so. I think with Trevor Lawrence, um, if we end up getting him, I think that's not that crazy to think that we have some pieces in Mosley coming back, Marcus May, Quinn Williams, um, Ashton Davis. We've got a couple of young guys. Harvey Lange looks like he belongs. Um, so I think we got a couple of guys, you know, on the defensive side that you can build around. Offensively, you just build inside out with Mackay Becton. Um, add a couple more, you know, solid linemen to the draft and, you know, be patient. And it stinks that we have to wait, but um, I think we're Douglas is doing this the right way. Um, and that he's, you know, not going to overspend on guys. He's going to get, you know, the essential needs, the linebacker, the, I'm sorry, the edge rushes, the corners, the offensive linemen, and, you know, a couple good skill players. He's going to go with the, the linemen first, and that's what he said from day one. So um, I think there's a solid outlook. The only thing that I think could hold us back right now um, is is the owner. I think if Christopher Johnson goes hands-off and they build a true, you know, NFL front office structure, we could actually be finally turning this thing around. Um, the owner needs to, you know, stop being all over the team because he's not a football guy and he just doesn't uh, – it's not even his – he's just not a football guy. So, he – I don't know why he's making the decisions. I think Joe Douglas needs a little bit more freedom. Um, and if that's – if he does have the freedom to do it, uh, he'll be, you know – we'll have a, a regular structure like any other NFL team. So, um Let's just hope we have that fixed. I think we have the right guy in GM. I think we needed a new guy, a coach, head coach. And I think, um, you know, our owner needs to let our GM do his job because I think he's, you know, who knows to say maybe he has been letting him do this all time. So I'm just hoping we, we see the true potential of Joe Douglas come out within the next one to two years. Yeah, absolutely. I think the owner situation is an issue and I don't think they're going to sell. No, they're not going to sell. Them, you know, Hundreds not, of millions of dollars every while. year. So I think the, yeah, the issue is is that they need to exactly. go hands off. So I think that that's that's what it is. They can own. I don't care who Either, owns yeah. the team as long as they let the right football guys do what they do. So relinquishing that power, um, letting Joe Douglas be the one who is over right. the head coach and, right. and hires the head coach instead of the owner doing that and and having this weird two guys are are at equal playing field set up where instead of having a, a traditional hierarchy that allows the GM who knows the game better than the he owner. He knows the game better than anyone in that building. So I think, yeah, so exactly. And he's showing it already with some of the decisions he's making. Um, so with that topic, what are your hopes for the head coaching search? Top what are your top three. three, if you had to say, whether it be either coaches or just top three priorities um, for the head coach? Okay, so – this is assuming we get rid of Gase and aren't complete gonna, idiots and hold on. Right, and I'm not even going to rule that out. Um, I don't think he'll be back, but look, I'm I'm not going to act like it's 100% happening. So um, I want to see somebody, before I get into the actual candidates, um, I want to see somebody that can control a locker room, that can uh, lead, you know, men. It's not easy to do to lead, you know, men that are superstars, things like that. For example, Mike Tomlin does a great job um, leading, you know, it's a good organization. He does a fantastic job leading people um, to get their job done. So it, when it comes to qualities, I want a leader. Obviously, 
I'm not really sold on the offensive or defensive mind. Obviously, they're going to have one of those backgrounds. Um, but I don't, I don't love the guru type after we had the experiment with Gase. Um, it really only works in a handful of circumstances, such as Shanahan and uh, Sean McVay. So I, w- I want to go with, um, I would say, like a CEO type head coach that, that oversees the whole team, you know, that talks to both sides of the ball. Um, and I think that, you know, if it's an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, that's fine as long as they're communicating with the entire team. You need to build a culture that's not just one-sided. Um, so I think I like Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, that's my number one choice. Um, I think he not only proved that he can call plays and that he can set up good offense um, and put Trevor Lawrence hopefully in, in a good position, but I think he also has shown in his interviews and in his sideline behavior and everything that's coming out of Kansas City um, and their you know their beat reporters say he's just a great leader. Uh, so Bieniemy would be number one. Obviously, the dream would be Davo Sweeney. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, I do like Matt Campbell from um, Iowa State. Uh, I really like what he's done. He reminds me a lot of Matt Rule turning the program around. Um, so I do like that. Um, but my third hire, and it's not really a person, I think Joe Douglas, it's my hot take, my my uh, prediction. I think Joe Douglas is going to go with the guy that we don't know. Um, I think he's going to go with the guy that is not one of the top candidates that's going to wow you. Uh, I think he has his connections, you know, from Philly and Baltimore. I think he's going to go get a guy that he likes and he's not going to care what the fans think. And, and uh, that's fine with me because I, after watching these rookies and some of these contracts he's dealt, I trust him to make the pick and then we just got to roll with it. I don't need some flashy name. I want somebody that's going to come in and, and go to work. So that that's a, you know, it's kind of a long spiel there, but I really think um, he's going to go with somebody that we haven't seen in the, in the spotlight. And, and I'm totally fine with that as long as, you know, he has the opportunity to make the pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like that option. I mean, it's a it's an option we probably are less comfortable with, but at the same time, you know, if and if if you've heard Joe Douglas give a pre, you know any press conferences, he's very much a leader. Yeah, man. I love he's it. Very I good it. at um, you know inspiring <laughs> and, and projecting projecting <laughs> projecting a vision out to the organization. Now right. that vision only goes as far yeah. as that coach will will take it. So. And so I think that, you know, we need – there's that disconnect between the GM and the team where, you know, that has to come down from the top right. and to the coach and then to the players. Um, so I think there there is definitely an opportunity for Douglas to go find someone who meets those characteristics 100%. at key values. Um, yeah, so I think that's an interesting – I just think he's a football guy and he knows people presented. and he's not really about the flash – um, obviously would have been, you know, say he takes a receiver in the first round, spends a ton of money when he gets here. Maybe he goes with the high, you know, high profile guy. And, and I'm all for Beatty. He's my you know, number one choice um, as a fan. But if, if he's going to go out and get somebody that he trusts that, that you know, he's had conversations with and, and all the talk is Arthur Smith, Brian Dabble, Greg Roman, all these candidates, um, which are, you know, not, not to say that they're bad. I think they're have potential to be good head coaches. I think that, you know, Joe Douglas is going to say, I, I don't think he listens to the noise as much as we, as fans may think. Um, I think he's all about understanding where the fans are coming from, but I think he wants to go bring in a guy that he is going to, you know, st- it's basically him staking his career on. If he makes the pick, you know, he's going to rock with somebody that's going to help him succeed. He's not going to pick, um, you know, a name just to, you know, have a name. And at the end of the day, it's wins and losses. He need, he needs to win games. So I think he's going to 
take go with what he wants. And I'm fine yeah. with any of the candidates I mentioned. Um, I'm just not a fan, a huge fan of Harbaugh. That's heard a lot of rumors about that. What do you think about Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I, was yeah, just I would say Harbaugh. Your bottom um, and, and I, I don't. It's kind of crazy because I don't hate uh, Jim Caldwell. It's not. I don't. I don't think it's a good hire. Um, I could see them doing it and playing it safe. He had some success in Detroit. Um, I don't know how much. You know, we'll see. I'm not going to be upset because, you know, he, he wasn't like a terrible head coach. Um, and then I was all on Lincoln Riley. I really loved that hire last year. I mean, it's two years ago, whatever, whenever we had Gase. Um, I don't know. I, I've just gotten away from the offensive guru. I, I really have. Obviously, if you pair him with Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going to be upset. Um, but I, it's hard to go wrong when there's so many good coaches out there um, that deserve a shot. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I think, I think Harbaugh, I just don't know if he could, I don't know if he can relate to the young, young guys out there. He, he potentially could look, he had success in the NFL. I'm obviously going to talk myself into it as a fan, but, um, I think, I don't know if, if he's a little old school, which I'm fine with. I just need somebody that's going to coach Trevor Lawrence. And I think there's no better pick than the enemy. So I want somebody in there coaching, mentoring and leading Trevor Lawrence to, you know, what he could be. So that that's all that that matters to me. I don't care if yeah. Right now, I don't care if our defense is not that great. I just want Trevor. If we get Trevor Lawrence, I want him to be the best under the best coaching staff. You know, in the NFL, you got to go find a home run. We've missed on what four straight guys. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that, it, and I, and I don't think Douglas has the luxury. No, he can't now because he's he's under a six year contract. He's he burned he's, a year know, with he's basically two years in now. Um. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he he's looking at it as this next coach is either going to lead Douglas Absolutely. to a second contract with the Jets, Absolutely. or he's gonna it's gonna lose his job. So, you know, coaches typically last three to four years. In Gase's case, he's so bad. I hope it's only two years. He's got to go. Um, he's got to go. They keep trying to sell us this lie that they're gonna. He's got to go. That Gase is part of the solution. Then, you know, fans are not gonna have it. Ticket sales are gonna drop, and ultimately, the owner. Woody Johnson, who when he's yeah, back, that's the only way in the wallet, and that that's what and I think the pandemic helped. Uh, it obviously so, didn't help a lot. Of course, it's a horrible situation, but in terms of the like what it who it helped, I think Gaze would have been gone by now if the fans were in the stadium. I think uh, the pressure would have been turned up ten volumes just because you're hearing the fan feedback in the stadium. Um, you're not ticket sales, but like right now, it's no fans. It's like all you hear is social media. So, um, I think. Once you're in the stadium, I don't think they could potentially – I don't think they would – it would be crazy to me if they rolled him out again as the head coach. I, I just don't see um, – I don't. I, 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 would, I wouldn't even want Trevor Lawrence to go near Adam Gase. So – Yeah, and so speaking of Lawrence, so we're, you know, as we look into the, the future, um, because this season's a total wash – Obviously, it's a sad situation with Darnold. We wanted him to be the answer. It's not looking like he's the answer. He's getting hurt every year for at least three plus games. You know, it's regardless of whether you think the guy has yeah, talent, it, I think yeah. his time is just up. Um, and we're looking, you know, we're looking forward now into. I don't think anyone is other than the you know politically correct GM speak is saying Jar- Darnold is part of the future. But I think as fans, we're like, okay, it's time yeah. to move on. Hope this kid has success elsewhere, but 
it's time to let him go, um, especially with the number yeah. one pick and with such talent at the top of the draft. So I think we're looking ahead. We're, we're assuming the Jets are going to be smart, uh, which is a stupid assumption, but we're assuming it. And they're going to go and take Lawrence with that first overall pick. Hopefully that they land that first overall pick and don't blow it late in the season like they always do and, you know, win meaningless games. Um, so hopefully they go and get Lawrence. I saw another mock draft today, a couple of them, but I saw a couple that I really liked. And one of them was taking Lawrence number one. And then I think I forget which pick yeah. it is in the 20s that they got from the Seahawks. Um, but they're taking either um, one of them had them taking uh, Jalen Waddle, a wide receiver. And then one of them had, you know, who's a monster. And then another one had them taking um, Travis. Offensive Etienne, load up right there. He's like a, an Alvin Kamara clone. Um, so you're getting two insane players in that first round. I think you have to go get that premier talent. Um, I would love that. I saw another mock draft t- today that must have been written by someone who is blind because it was talking about uh, taking Justin with Fields with one, with number that. one overall I don't know why pick. people say that. Uh, it doesn't Trevor make Lawrence, any sense to me. You know, Look, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I don't understand. I don't. The people that that say that I don't think understand the magnitude of the potential that Trevor Lawrence has. Like he graded out, I'm pretty sure higher than any yeah. quarterback of all time. Like I just it very it frustrates me because it's something the Jets would do because they want to you know track act like the smartest people in the room. Um, I, Trevor Lawrence is so much better than anyone in this draft. If we pass on him, it will be. Uh, I I don't know what – I really don't know what I'd do, honestly. I, I think that would be the worst thing this franchise would ever do is pass on Trevor Lawrence. And I lo- look, I love Sam, like you said. I love Sam as a kid. I think he's a good kid. I think he, you know, cares about football, loves football. I just think it's in the best interest for everybody for him to find a new start. Um, I think he could be really good. I still do. Um, he's just not – it's not happening in New York. He needs a reset. He's still, what, 24 years old? He needs a reset. He's a Ryan Tannehill-like reset. And um, he'll be younger than Tannehill, obviously. But I think he still has an opportunity to to be a good good quarterback in the league. And I hope he gets a chance. And I'm going to root for him no matter what because I like him a lot. And uh, I hope I hope he does well because he was not really given a fair hand. Uh, that's just how it is with the Jets. But uh, I think you got to move on from him, see what you can get for him. And uh, you know, move on. But I, 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 for the Fields argument, I, I, if you get the second pick, you take him. But if, but if you get the first pick and you don't take Lawrence, I think this. I don't know what. We've already hit rock bottom. I don't know what how, how low we can go. Like that would be bad. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that would be heartbreaking. Um, I'd also like to submit you as the person to write Sam Darnold's uh, obituary I when he dies and and the biggest Sam fan his, ever his funeral because you are you are very much I love Sam and with Sam the, it's the, it's the <laughs> the sparks of talent that he shows it I just he can't put it together consistently and and that's and obviously you said injuries are an issue which they are but you if you can't put together a couple games in a row where you're you're doing well and and you're consistent and you're hitting throws and and you're throwing more touchdowns, you know, than intercept. Like when it comes to games where, you know, you throw two touchdowns, three touchdowns, and they're saying that this kid is amazing when you're watching other young, like Herbert throw for four, three, four touchdowns. Like you need to, 
reevaluate because he's not doing it consistently. I think he needs to be better coached, obviously, but I just love Sam. I think he's I just still think he's gonna be good. And I'm getting his jersey wherever he goes next. <laughs> yeah, basically if you know Ryan, you know that he's a big Sam Darnold fan. So it breaks my heart. It breaks come my on heart. here and say that he is uh he's moved on from Sam. It hurts to say it's real, like breaking up with your it's, girlfriend. It's real. And it hurts it, it to say time. it. It's just it's just business, he's gonna be Ryan. so good. It's just business. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I know that we were excited a few years ago when he was drafted. It's unfortunate that the path it's taken. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot to do with the organization, the coaching, and the players around him um, that has hurt him. At the same time, a lot of the blame is on his shoulders, and he needs to get better as a player. Um, so we we do wish him the best, um, but we are unless, ready to move on to a new he era. Uh, also, reset. Unless he comes back, then we're all we're, we're back unless in. Unless he comes back, <laughs> then he's all we're all in. <laughs> exactly. So you know, we'll see what happens. I you know, I think they'd be crazy not to reset their rookie quarterback contract with a with a draft pick. Um, you know, there's no one at that number one position that would make me second guess taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, so unless we blow it and are like the third or fourth pick in the draft, I think we need to take a quarterback. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on from off season predictions, uh, to just this current week, we're zero and 10, um, you know, the we're Dolphins. going up against, uh, who are we playing this weekend? I think we're getting the Dolphins. Touchdown. So the Dolphins is a weird one because I feel like they're, they, they're definitely, uh, surprisingly, decent team this year and they i think they've done better way. than a lot of people expected um you know i know i know on the the roster up podcast robert uh was predicting this past week that the dolphins could actually win the afc east uh which is it's a bold prediction but i think it's possible i think the bills are shaky and, and inconsistent um and patriots are, are not the patriots are. anymore we are who everyone thought are certainly not in that discussion so um yeah, so I think, you know, it's possible. And we'll see this weekend, though, when the Jets play him because Flacco, it seems like they've been letting him open up the offense a little bit and throw deep, which is amazing that it took this long. But you see what it actually refreshing. happens when you start it was throwing very down the field. You actually score touchdowns. Yeah. So it's been really fun to watch these competitive losses because it helps our draft position and it's fun to watch the rookies do well and to actually have an offense for once. So I think – you know, hopefully we get back to that in the in the coming years and have some better talent. But this week um, against the Dolphins, what are your predictions for that? Tua is yeah. back to the starting QB. He struggled. He struggled last week. Last week. Um, um, I don't do love think? that they pulled him um, mid mid game. I think you kind of let him rot it out. I didn't. You know, again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched bits and pieces, but um, I can't second guess Brian Flores. I love him as a coach. Um, Anyway, I think I think the point spread uh, I saw on ESPN, I think it was either five and a half or seven. So um, I think, you know, we could potentially keep it competitive um, like, like we have been. I heard Sam is possibly coming back, which I really don't understand when you're trying to get a high value unless they think he can play well, um, you know, and not be injured. I think I think you just got to mail it in with him. So if he plays and Joe Flacco plays, I really don't know if there's a difference. Um Flacco's been playing okay. I think I think we're I, I, we're gonna lose. We're definitely gonna lose. But but um, I think we'll keep it maybe close. I don't think we're maybe 
I would say maybe like a, you know, 20 to 10, 27, 17. I could sort of see us getting maybe two touchdowns. Um, our offense has looked a little better, I guess you could say. I don't really see how many pieces are going to be here next year. Um, so I don't know if that's even like a lot of progress you're looking for because we really have maybe three guys on the offense that are going to be back. So, um, I mean, skilled players, yes. Yes, our, our line um, is, you know, a lot left to be desired on that offensive line. But um, I still think there's a couple pieces we can keep. So I think that we'll, we'll score 14 points. I think they're, we're going to give up a good amount. I don't think we're we're good at, you know, stopping running quarterbacks. We have a history of not being good at that. So um, I think we're going to struggle against – our corners are probably going to struggle against Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. Um, I mean, it's – what do you? Th- I I think they they rebuilt a great they rebuilt something real nice in Miami, and I wonder why they had to rebuild. Do you have any idea? I don't. He was a GM and the coach. Who was I, their coach right before into this guy? He was a guru. He came from Peyton Manning, and then he was an offensive guru. Oh, you know, he's our coach. He's our coach. So they had to rebuild from him, destroying the organization, <laughs> and they've done a nice job. So if we get up any hope as Jets fans, we can look at the Miami Dolphins and say, look, they did it the right way. Um, they got the quarterback. Their defense is playing out of their mind. Um, you know, shored up some things on offense, and they have a great head coach. So I think we have some potential success coming if we can rebuild like the Dolphins. Um, I have Trevor Lawrence marked way higher than Tua would ever been at a community college, but I think we got some potential um, success coming our way if we can do what the Dolphins did. But we'll definitely lose this weekend, no doubt. <laughs> well, I think, like you said, Adam Gase, he's not a cancer. He's just a common cold or a flu. He he can be cured. You can get rid of him, and and you will survive as an organization. It's a nasty cold. Um, it is not the end of the world. A nasty cold. Um, he unfortunately just gets you sick for a couple of years. <laughs> um, so, anyway, yeah. So, I think we'll probably lose this game, too, unless Flacco just starts airing it out again, and the Dolphins yeah. struggle with that. Um, but I think that their offense yeah. is going to. How about Quinn and Williams? Our defense is going to have a tough time with their offense. Um, as far as I want to go on the record Williams, and say I'm sorry. Definitely had a Quentin better Williams. year. Um, I was upset with your rookie tape and your rookie play. Um, you are a stud. Quinn Williams is a stud, and I was wrong, and I'll admit it. I'm a man. I was wrong. Quinn Williams is awesome. And if you put him in the right position, and, and if they ever switch to a four-three, um, I think he'll be a game wrecker. He's doing things against double teams and against, you know, he's a three-man front on defensive end, and he's still making plays in the backfield. Um, I'm very pleased with his play this year, and I've always been like giving him a lot of, you know, hard time. But I always, in the back of my, you know, secretly, I was like, I really hope this guy's awesome. So. I, <laughs> I am excited to see, you know, him grow as a player and uh, seems like a good kid too. So I'm excited for him. Yeah. No, I think it's been encouraging. To exactly. see that. And I and think I, you got to give yeah, guys at yeah. least one to two years to really show if they're going to be good after two years though. That's to me, that is right. the, the time to say, okay, like they're Williams. either going to be good or they're not. And I think, you know, you see that even out of these rookie rookie quarterbacks that are coming in and they're lighting it up in year one or two. Right. And we're like sitting here waiting for Darnold to be good in year four. 
you know, I think it, it, it's not going to happen. So I think, you know, they, there's these guys like Quentin who are taking a big leap from year one to two and hopefully just keep going. I mean, even Aaron Donald, even Aaron Donald wasn't what Aaron of Donald Of course, is and Leonard Williams honestly yeah. got away from so the I Jets. Think we need to and remember he's that. Actually so every, doing well. Know. So it's like you wonder once you get out of the Jets or you get away from Gase and you get away from the problem we have. Yeah, but Leonard Williams, I think, yeah. still is, is a case of, of not meeting what was I'd still trade of him. him. And I think I'd still would have traded even him. now. And, and, you know, I think it's, it's – yeah, I still would have traded him. After three, four years, it's not showing um, much. And, but looking back at that draft, was was, there was not much there anyway. So you can't really be that upset. Um, anyway, that's – I digress. I just – I'm excited about Quinnen. Yeah, for sure. Um, is solid player. I like our D-line. Um, I'm just excited to see – you know, the rookies continue to improve. I like Bryce Huff. Um, there's a lot, you know, the thing, there is something, there are some bright spots and, and uh, which I didn't think we were going to see. I thought we were just going to see blowout losses all year. So it's not bad. I, I would like the lead to go a little higher than six next week. I want to, it's a little nerve wracking when the Chargers almost blew it and we almost win that game. So we're going to root for the Jaguars again and we got to root for Seattle to lose and we got to root for us to lose as well. Um, obviously, no. Pe- some people got upset when we said we're rooting for losses. Um, that's just what I'm doing. So you can um, take it up with me, or just uh, do live your life, and don't be worried about what I'm doing. So that, <laughs> I, I'm rooting for losses openly. Um, I'm looking for the young talent to do like well. Um, that's that's what it is. That's what I'm doing. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, I think we came into the year um, and into last year even saying we're done rooting for losses. We're this will be the last losses. time. We're not going to. This will be the last time. Go I down this losses. trail of always wanting to look at the draft, but yeah. So I think now as we look to the future, if we go and get someone like Trevor Lawrence, bring in a couple no more, more weapons and a new exactly. head coach, no that's it. Okay, it's time to start winning. It's time to stop. Stop. You don't really. We don't. We don't root for losses when we actually think we have a chance, and I think. You know, the, when we're out of playoff contention and we're getting blown out of every game, I think you look at it as, okay, we got to look to next year. Um, but eventually you got to look to this year. So I think next year is going to be one of what's those years where we feel like we got to I agree 100%. We got to win losses, games. We have young what's talent. Fun, what's crazy is that I'm still watching this close game and I'm still getting mad when we're not doing well. And, I'm, and in the back of my mind, I know I want to loss. And I'm like – Still getting frustrated because I want to. I'm like, why can't we be good? So it's like I'm rooting for the loss in the long, like for now. But like when I watch them play, I still get upset. <laughs> so yeah, you ultimately, I think the best. Exactly, thing I watched Makai the whole time um, for players. So I think you, the best thing you could. Maybe. You have to watch Makai. You have to watch, um, you know, P Ryan, who unfortunately has been just okay. Uh, Mims, you have to you look yeah. at guys like Bryce in, Hall, who started playing the last two weeks and has looked okay, looked pretty good. He's getting getting better. Quentin Williams and, you know, these young players, and you're like, okay, like if they That's start to play yeah. well, there's some hope here. So you can root for them to play well, but you can also say, I'm okay with right. losing this game because we have no shot at this year. So what's the point in winning? Um, so I think that's what we got to look at. You know, I think the Dolphins could be we'll close. close. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, they got, you know, it's one of those ones that worries me a little bit um, uh, for what's left on the schedule because I think the Jets just 
randomly beat Miami once a year, and we, and I don't we know, won't win. We're, we're you fine. know why, but um, we'll see what we're happens. Fine. And then I think, <laughs> and then um, you know, the rest of the season is not that easy. So I think we'll be pretty safe there, and hopefully we'll have the number one pick going into uh, the draft next year, and that Trevor Lawrence, forty million dollars, who I believe will come out of college, because I think you know you're you're looking at he's going to be picked number one, no matter what year he comes out and whoever is number one is going to have a horrible record. So it, it's not going to matter really um, who has that pick. I think it's just yeah, going to be the time he's not to move stay. on from he's college out. He's out. and start making millions. So I think, you know, you never yeah. know. It's so we'll see what happens see. with that. Uh, we'll see what happens with the coach, but you know, yeah. Yeah. But essentially we're, we're predicting that we're going to be Owen 11 after this week. Um, which is embarrassing and ridiculous and horrible. They're going to get one. Uh, I wish the Jaguars were going to be Chicago so that we could or win Cleveland. They're going to show up so, one day and just so win. So terrible. And we're going to have a chance to root for a Jets win this year. And it's going to be fun, finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope, most well, so. uh, that, that's all I had for today, Ryan. I don't know if you had any other thoughts before we sign off. Um, but essentially we're, we're rooting for competitive losses and rookies to play well. So uh, we hope that you join us in doing that. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jet Up podcast. Head to rosterupmedia.com. You can check out more, more content. Coaches. Ryan, I yep. believe you're going to be getting an article up for us soon on, on future outlook. And uh, we'll have more content on Roster Up Media's website. Um, again, that's rosterupmedia.com. Go like us. Like us on uh, everything. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating again and a review. And watch plenty of football this Thursday. Uh, it is Thanksgiving. Everyone have a safe, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, stay safe out there uh, with everything going on, but yep. eat plenty of food and enjoy being with your family. Take care. Um, 